buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 40. Today we're going to chat with Casey and Sam from Falcor Defense, make a prank call about concealed carrying with chickens, and talk about MagFix. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flanell. So we were talking about like radio voices a couple of minutes ago. And you that just, was my radio you voice. You just full on went radio voice mm-hmm. to the max. I know. Well, I wanted to impress our guests. <laughs> oh, well. I, I figured that, you know, since they were learning about radio voices, that I would serve as a, you know, a an good example. An example of what not to do. Mm. Oh. Uh, so you're saying when I talk, I should sound like this? Uh, no, not like that. Unless okay, I, I don't is... know what audience you're going for, but that's not the one. <laughs> wow, five minutes. Well, five minutes in, you guys are already pissing me off. That's great. Uh, it's only like one minute in. <laughs> but hey, before before we get into it, let's uh, talk about Manticore Arms. What do you guys? What do you want to talk about today? So uh, we. Oh, what are you pulling out over there? Oh, it's really big and black and thick. So we uh, <laughs> we talk about the Manticore Arms Transformer Rail a lot. Well, this is something new that they came out with. It's got the same profile as the Transformer Rail, but this one is just M-Lock. So if you don't want the versatility of their Transformer system, you can just go M-Lock. And I like this one as well. I'm going to throw it on a rifle, maybe maybe even today. You just never know what's going to happen in this office. But mm-hmm. I definitely dig it. 149 bucks, and that comes with the, the barrel nut, the actual installation wrench, everything to attach it, and the rail. So you know we love them. Nice. Definitely go check that out. And Ava, do they pay full price if they want to buy it? Oh, no. Nobody ever pays full price. I mean, for one, we're Jewish, and we don't pay full price. That, but That's right. <laughs> but oh, two. you know what? I guess this is the perfect time to bring it up is I, I wanted to prove that you are not a true Jew. Okay, let's go. Two months ago, I left a dime in your driveway. Still there. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing for my people. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you don't want to pay full price, all you have to do is use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off anything on the website. All right. Pretty freaking good, 15% off. I love it. Let's do this. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So guys, I just want you to know, I have a five pound bag of Reese's Pieces on the desk right now. It's true. It's true and shameful and everything that you would imagine. Well, it used to be a five pound bag. Now it's like a three pound bag. I got Ah. hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so while you guys are telling your story, I'll be enjoying. (laughs) The Reese's. Well, first (laughs) off, guys, uh, starting over with uh, Sam, why don't you tell us who you are and, and what you do there? Uh, well, my name's Sam. I'm the business development manager for Falcor Defense. Uh, came on board here back in mid-January of 2018, just before SHOT Show. Actually, my first week working here was getting organized for the show and then driving down to Vegas from up here in Kalispell. Um, <clears throat> I guess my job would be to assist the CEO in uh, in big picture items involving the company and the direction we're taking it, uh, new product development, new avenues for business, whether it be products or partnerships or uh, basically anything to do with uh, increasing the visibility and profitability of, of Falcor Defense is my job. Very cool. Casey? I'm um, Casey. I uh, mostly do sales, a little bit of training. Uh, kind of came here as soon as I got out of the military. Definitely been enjoying my job out here ever since. So you're like, you're, from, you're the pretty face of go. the uh, yeah. 
Yeah, the company. Me false Kells Blair, yeah. <laughs> You're the pretty face of the company. Oh, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. appreciates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. So uh, you guys can fight it out over there as, as to who's going to answer. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of Falcor Defense? All right, I'll take I'll take it. Um, even though you technically worked here longer than me, so you should be taking this question. I want to see if you've been uh, actually learning. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, the Falco Defense has actually been around for quite a long time, uh, and was previously known under a different name. Uh, the The shop that we're at right now was originally an auto body shop owned by the current owners, uh, father in law and father, um, and trying to transform into an aerospace manufacturing facility. And then they wanted to get into firearms, and we're already making some gun parts for other people and whatnot. And that it, first iteration in the 2013-2014 uh, timeframe became what, what was known as SI Defense, or Sanju Industrial is the name of the machine shop here. Um, and then what was it in 2015? 2015, uh, we went through a rebranding and under uh, the ownership and guidance of Melinda Sanju uh, came out again as Falcor Defense. And uh, a lot of people will draw the similarity to the mystical dragon from the Neverending Story, and that is correct. Love it. <laughs> That's where that name came from. Uh, and our whole goal is to produce, you know, you know a premium uh, AR-15 or semi-auto rifle uh, in any caliber from 223 to 300 Win Mag and be as accurate and reliable as possible. You know, our receivers have aerospace tolerances. They're very tight. Excuse me. And everything uh, on the on the rifle, with the exception of a, a, a couple parts, is machined here in-house. So we're, we're really proud of that part as well. Very cool. Sam, why don't you tell us, like... Uh, what uh, you, you said that your previous military is Falcor, like uh, the first place that you worked afterwards in the firearms industry, or did you have like a, a long road to Falcor? Who's asking about you? Are you Sam or myself? Uh, sorry, uh, Casey. Anyways, um, so I was in the Marine Corps for about eight and a half years. I uh, got out, went and took a job as a car salesman. Absolutely hated it. Got out, ended up getting a job here, and then all the stuff that I did in the military kind of translated over. They like having me as one of their in-house guys, so I've definitely been enjoying it. Awesome. And what this is uh, your first job in the firearms industry, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's first time in the firearms industry. So you mentioned kind of what you guys do. What what products set Falcor apart from everyone else? I think our biggest thing is going to be the flagship rifle, the patch for the 300 Win Mag. I mean, one, harnessing the 300 Win Mag alone into an AR platform is pretty impressive in itself. And with the high tolerances, the barrel system that we use, they're just kind of unmatched right now. Okay. And there you this have is an it. Example That's- of one. Very pretty. This is um, urban camel pattern. That's the Petra. Most people would expect that a 300 Win Mag is going to have a pretty vicious recoil, but I can speak from experience that there's barely any with those. How do? You, what do you attribute that to? Uh, biggest factors are going to be the springs and then the muzzle brake on there. That muzzle brake is taking away a lot of that muzzle blast, and that's only one, one of the big things that we like doing here is improving muzzle brakes, making good quality products that are going to, you know, kind of enhance the shooting experience. That way you're not going to have a shooter who picks up a 300 wind mag, gets all scared of it, you know. Yeah. The other thing is, is the whole system itself is proprietary. We didn't piece together someone else's pattern or parts. That was the ground design. It's familiar because it has AR-15 controls, the magazine, the similar type design, you know, it's direct impingement and, and all that stuff. It is a familiar feel to the gun, but the dimensions of the receiver, the bulk carrier group geometry, um, the, the length of the of the gas system on the on the uh, on the barrels is all proprietary to what we built here, including the springs and the buffer weights and all that stuff is tuned to be a very reliable soft shooting rifle. So, it's something we're really proud of the Petro for sure. 
So we, uh, we we saw you guys at the NRA annual meeting, and uh, one of the guns that stuck out was uh, it had like a red barrel, and it but it was yeah, thicker than a gun. barrel. So explain that to me. Uh, so that was our Omega series. Um, the Omega series comes with a 22 inch barrel. It's a six millimeter, six five Creedmoor, and then like you saw the 260 out there. Mm-hmm. That red barrel that I had in there was actually automotive paint, so not a standard offering that we have, but. But what about the barrel specifically, as far as Dracos? So the Draco system, um, not familiar, not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but what we do is we take a steel barrel, we turn it down, uh, still remaining within SAMI tolerances. We press fit a aluminum sleeve over the top. Then we pour a proprietary blend into that um, space, we'll, uh, throw it in the oven, bake it for 24 hours. Once it comes out, it's about five times more rigid than standard steel barrels. So it's going to reduce a lot of the low harmonic barrel whip, and it's going to definitely reduce your cold bore shift. What is the all weight on that? The compound in there is a great heat sump, uh-huh. so it pulls all the heat away from that steel barrel out to that aluminum sleeve a lot faster than any carbon fiber barrels out there. We just did a run yesterday at a demo range where we were running the 223, put what, a couple hundred rounds? But we were running on, on a full auto lower, and, and there's actually a video on our Facebook page and Instagram that got posted today of some of that testing that went on. And uh, we got it about 300 rounds at a time, full auto. We did about three or four rounds of that, and each time... Uh, the barrel, the actual temperature of the chamber stayed below 250 degrees. Yeah, I think uh, at the Iraq Veteran 8888 shoot last fall, you guys had some Dracos uh, stuff there? Yep. Yeah. I, and they were ripping on those guns, too. Yeah, they were. I mean, all day long, just pretty much all select fire all day long. And uh, you guys weren't really seeing any heat issues whatsoever that I recall. Nope. <laughs> it's something we're real proud of. It's not a... Uh, you know, uh, so the Draco system is actually technology that we're in partnership and licensing from Teledyne Tech. Um, and so they've actually been, had had developed and perfected that system uh, over 10 years ago and have been using it since then. And they're not big on uh, <laughs> flashy marketing or anything crazy like that. Uh, in, in their business models, they take customers' steel barrels, turn them down themselves, and apply the straitjacket, while Draco's here... Uh, we actually use factory new contoured blanks and produce our own barrels uh, versus taking someone else's you know, barrel and, and straight jacketing it. Uh, and the heat mitigation characteristics along with the rigidity and accuracy characteristics of the straight jacket barrel system make it one of the best composite rifle barrels out there on the market. I wouldn't say one of, I would say the best, honestly. Um, it's, comp- it's price competitive. It is uh, weight competitive within three ounces of a similar profile and length carbon fiber barrel. Um, and so in terms of the advantages over steel or another composite product, I would say hands down the choice would be Dracos, in my opinion. But I am a little biased. So You mentioned that it decreases the, the bit of harmonic wave that comes through the barrel when you fire and how that uh, decreases your cold bore shift. Can you explain to our listeners why that's important? Well, for your first shot, whenever you're on the range or if you are taking a precision shot you know, in a military or law enforcement situation, it's kind of good knowing that where your first shot's going to go is where your last shot was when you are out at the range. So if we can eliminate that cold bore shift that will normally happen after you clean your rifle, let it cool for a while, we're just keeping a more consistent rifle, which, as everyone knows, in long shooting, it's consistency makes you a better shooter. Would you say that it also allows for factory ammunition to work a little bit better, especially for some of the precision stuff in your system? To an extent, yeah. Um, you know, we, we recommend quality brass case, factory, match-grade ammunition. We are realistic and know that some guys that's not quite good enough for them. Um, 
and they'll work up a hand load specifically tailored to the chamber specs of their specific barrel. And you can really eke out maybe a small percentage more, but we've had great luck with, you know, uh, Black Hills match, with uh, prime ammunition, with federal gold medal match, Hornady uh, premium match ammo, all those, all those options in either 6.5, 260, 308, 300 win mag, and 223 have all uh, had great uh, results out of the Dracos barrels. And, and consistently we're seeing in Petras are, are getting one third or half minute groups out of there, which is, which is pretty great for a gas gun. You know, I, I would say, and, and the proof is really in the pudding. There's a lot of shooters out there that have Falcor rifles. They're shooting them in competition. They're using them to hunt. Uh, and and, and it, the information is out there for anyone to go find. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more media here this year in terms of what the rifles are actually capable of. We're going to do some testing on the Draco system itself and that stuff that we put out there in terms of the heat mitigation and the accuracy uh, advantages versus a standard steel barrel. So you'll see that stuff come out later this year. And we're, we're starting the planning process right now to do a big actual you know, white paper style study on it to put real information out there. There's there's the independent tests that Teddy and I had done several years ago, and we're going to do our own thing on top of that as well. That makes sense. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what are your what do the Dracos usually sell for? Uh, black barrels, uh, they sell for eight fifty. Many of our colored barrels are nine hundred. Okay, so I see on your website you guys have some blems. What is the deal with the blems? So blems, it's just a cosmetic blemish. If there's a small imperfection, a small scratch, we're not going to sell it for full retail price. We sell them as is for five hundred ten dollars. Nice. Yeah. So the, it's it's because the outside sleeve is sixty sixty one aluminum. Uh, it's just a softer material and steel, so no matter how we store them, you will get some sort of surface blemish, and it's typically imperceptible, um, but our quality control guys in, in the assembly department are really, really thorough with looking over the, the sleeves and looking over the final barrels once they're assembled and lasered and everything's done uh, to make sure that it's as perfect as it can be, and those ones that are blems are set up to the side and that is inventory to that part of the site. So there's nothing functionally different from, mm -hmm. those, rifle, from, from those, those barrels versus a new product. And you might not even see a blem. And a lot of companies do run those scratch and dent sales. Mm -hmm. And you get stuff, and you're like looking over, you're like, well, let's see where the blem is. <laughs> All right. Good enough for me. Definitely. Tell me just a little bit about your uh, blasting cap muzzle device. So the blasting cap is actually a product we're, uh, we're, we're starting to move away from. Okay. Uh, I have here a, a new setup for our Blitz pistol. That was a featured muzzle device on the, uh, on the Blitz pistol, which is a 10 and a half inch um air 15 pistol it wasn't sbr at the beginning and we transitioned away from the nfa products to make it you know obviously with uh all the options out there for arm braces nowadays kind of negates the the point of even having a stamp in my opinion at that point you, yeah, know, you sure. know what i mean i totally agree actually yeah so one of our really good customers uh had a request that they wanted us to put uh the maxim defense pdw brace on mm -hmm. our blitz pistols and they actually bought the braces sent them to us to be installed on their builds being done by our gunsmiths. And we liked the look so much, we actually reached out to Max and we're like, hey, uh, do you offer OEM pricing and let's figure out what it is. Uh, we got that taken care of and actually I've got right here a Maxim Defense Brace on a on a Blitz pistol. Yeah, that's so sexy. you can kind of see that going on. My phone screen is small. Hope you guys can see that. Yeah. And also, uh, we're moving away from that the fatty handguard that was on there and going back to the transition rail. So you have the uh, exposed threads out here, here with the muzzle brake versus the flash uh, versus the blasting cap, mm -hmm. which was that kind of, uh, what would you call it? The linear compensator slash, uh, you know, forward diverting blast diverting device there. Um, it's not that that was a bad product. Obviously it was really successful for us for quite a while. 
It's just so many customers now are wanting to have the option to either change out the muzzle device and put a suppressor on their rifle or, or what have you. So we decided to give those customers what they wanted and kind of transition the Blitz product from that niche, like, you know, wide rail blast cap type setup with a with just a, you know, buffer tube to having the PDW brace, the different rail and, uh, and the muzzle brake option there for him. Love it. Uh, what would you say uh, biggest challenge for you for you guys in the market in this kind of market? I mean, right now our biggest thing is just going to be continue to innovate and come out with new stuff. I mean, right now I think we're doing a pretty good job of staying ahead of the curve. It's just going to be keeping up with that and you know making products that excite people, like our Petra. It excites people. The nine mil is going to excite people, and same with all their stuff that we're going to be coming out with shortly. Yeah, I would say uh, you know we're 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 a premium brand in the in the top tiered pricing bracket. I mean, that's, there's no trying to shy away from that. You know, Falcor Defense products are uh, towards the the higher end of what most semi-automatic guns are going for. There is a lot of value in these products with the mirrored ambidextrous controls, the full build construction, the Draco Sparrow coming a lot of our of our higher end products. Match so yeah, the match receiver set and all that stuff. Um, so that that portion of the market, I don't think is as affected uh, as much as I would say the middle ground or the low end would be in terms of like volume of sale in like lulls during the year. A lot of people talked about the, the Trump slump and all that stuff, uh, which we haven't had a problem with that at all. And and have actually seen significant growth in the first quarter of this year uh, going into the spring and summer. So we're pretty excited about that. Coming out with a nine millimeter is gonna be a big hit for us. That's a new product that Falcor is not really known for. We're known for our longer range precision type rifles. So having a, a pistol caliber pistol um, that you can put a brace on or form one into an SBR will be a pretty big deal. So we're, we're super excited about that. And then, uh, so the person who owns Falcor now, who's your boss, is it, it's a female, right? Yeah, Melinda Sanju. And how is that? How do you guys, uh, so I'm assuming that everyone is pretty much answering to a female. How are you guys, uh, have you, how are you guys dealing with that? Have you noticed like people fail to take orders from a female or it doesn't really seem to phase the company? No. I'll let you take that one, Casey. Go ahead. Honestly, it's been a pleasure working for Melinda. Um, she can be very hands-on when she needs to be, but most of the time she lets the CEO, John Bartolo, you know, kind of do his thing. He's been doing great with the company. Um, she comes in whenever she's here, you know, it's smiles. It's a great time. So we're definitely always happy to have her with us. Yeah, man. There's actually quite a few women that work here at Falcor. Our sales manager, uh, Chelsea, she's obviously a woman. Uh, we've got our customer service rep, Jen. She, she's a woman. Quite a few uh, women working in other parts in the shop. And it's not really, honestly, um, I don't know. It's, it's not, to me, it's, it's not like a, an exciting question or, or not, not, not that your questions are bad, but like, not like a, like yeah. a, whoa, crazy topic to be working for a woman. Mel's great to work with, uh, when she's around, she's got a lot of really good insight, uh, and, and a really awesome eye for detail and design. So a lot of the, a lot of the little touches you see on, on all the Falcor products actually came from her making comments and meetings across, you know, over the years. Uh, to make them kind of wrapped up into that whole package that you see that that gives Falcor its identity. So, I think Falcor would be a very different company without Melinda um, at the wheel. But she's helped over the years to build a great team. And right now, uh, with John leading things and with Casey and I on board, uh, we're really happy with the direction things are going and what we see for the future. So. What would you guys say are some uh, cool accomplishments that people have done, or cool things that people have done with the Falcor Defense rifles? Uh, we've got at least one Petra that's shot over a mile. Uh, we have one barrel in 300 wind mag that has 30,000 rounds through it. It's still holding sub MOA. I mean, I don't know a lot of barrels that can do that. Yeah, so. that, that's impressive. 
Yeah, we got we that the long range hunting and the long range shooting uh, is is right in our wheelhouse. Um, Linda herself is a huntress, and she gets out and and uh, is is no slouch at all when it comes to uh, stalking game and, and taking animals with the Petra mainly. Actually, is is her is her rifle of choice. So um, that's 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 kind of what we're known for in, in terms of the hunting market and trying to get out more in there. But that's what we're most proud of for sure. Would you say that? Uh you, you mentioned some of the challenges that you guys have obviously in the market and that's just staying ahead of the curve and kind of doing new things because that is what you guys do. Would you say, or how difficult would you say it is to, you know, convert some of the, uh, bolt action people over to a gas system? Obviously you guys have the performance and the chops to, to make it easy, but do you see some resistance there and how do you overcome that? Uh, I mean, honestly, from personal experience, when I was in the Marine Corps, I used to bolt gun very, a whole lot. And, uh, I didn't fully believe in, you know, the AR system being as precise as the bolt action. Mm-hmm. After my first interview, they took me out to the range. I shot the Petra and I was a firm believer ever since then. So we do have a, uh, we do have a, a, dem- a demo program and uh, a range sample program for our dealers uh, to get Falcor rifles into the hands of customers to test them out. Because one of the biggest selling points of our rifles, guys look at the price tag, like, I don't see the value there, this and that. Uh, they might not see that. I could point out a ton of different aspects and features that would be like, yes, that is worth what you're going to be paying for it. But that's a whole other conversation or a different question, at least. Uh, but shooting the rifle and having that experience of what it's like to, to, to fire the Petra or handle the Caitlin and, and see how soft it shoots and how accurate the guns are is a big sound point. So we encourage a lot of our dealers to take advantage of that uh, that program we offer. And I think that shooting the gun and the Falcon runners themselves help us a lot. Because, uh, the guys that have them really, really like them. And we have several really good customers um, that have one of each Falcor rifle, sometimes multiple of each Falcor rifle in the different colors we offer them in because that's their thing. And that's fantastic. Uh, we need nothing without those guys. So, Where did you guys find the names for these rifles? Hmm, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of discussion that happens. Yeah. Uh, like with the Siren 9mm, uh, originally, like I was telling you guys before, called the Eclipse. And uh, there, there was a, a version we showed off at SHOT Show 2018. And what you guys are going to see coming from us with the Siren is going to be completely different firearm, different operating system, different geometry for the receiver sets, uh, different magazine compatibility even. Well, that's okay. That's our CEO behind us just ruining the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is there a... No, I'm kidding. It sounded anyway, like something uh, went off, right? Yeah. I was like, did you guys spring <laughs> a water leak? Uh-huh. You guys are asking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, just uh, how you come up with the names. Oh, <laughs> the names. Um, sometimes there's a lot of deliberation that happens. And sometimes uh, either, you know, one of the sales, one of the sales guys or even the guys on the shop floor will, will throw a name out there and that'll just be what sticks with the new 6.5 Grendel product we have coming out based on the Caitlin platform. Uh, it's going to be in 6.5 Grendel. Uh, that's going to be called the Gremlin. And that was just like, hey, what are we calling this? gremlin okay that's what it's gonna be called there you go and sometimes it involves multiple days of online research to figure out different names that will work with the theme of the rifle we're going for we're kind of to keep in that trying to keep in that kind of uh mythical or sci-fi type uh a land in terms of what we're naming the products to have that vision uh of what the what's the right word i'm looking for what the spirit of the product is going to be you know mm-hmm. what 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 kind of imagery it it uh puts out there to the end user what uh, type of imagery you use in the marketing of the actual product and, and, and so on from there. So really it, it takes a while, but typically 
if we find one that fits and it starts to work, then that's what we stick with. So. Nice. So uh, I'm looking at your website. Velocity extensions, are you guys doing away with those, replacing them with the Fury extensions, the Mag yeah, extensions? Yeah, so the, the, the Velocity extensions you see on the website are the final stock that we've got of those products. Um, once they're gone, those are gone, and they're going to be replaced with the Fury. The Fury's out there. You can see it's got the smoother kind of 3D geometry. Mm -hmm. It's more ergonomic, in my opinion. It also uh, does make sure the magazines are competition legal for those that are using it in IPSC or USPSA competition um or three gun whatever there's i know there's a, a magazine length limit for different classes uh as well as uh larger magwell capa uh, capacity or compatibility rather the velocity had some issues with uh compatibility with certain magwells from certain folks and we made sure that that issue was uh mitigated with the new redesign of the fury so very cool i've actually got some velocity mag extensions that i use uh every time i go to the range i shoot competition mm -hmm. with them i train with them I actually love them. I'm a little bit sad right now, but hopefully you guys might make the Fury for the M&P line. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Yeah, but you guys did ask us that at the NRA show about the magazine compatibility with the, with the M&Ps. Well, think about it, and I think it was it was you or it was, who else was talking to us about it. The M&P is, is difficult because it's not quite as prevalent out there as the Glock magazine is, mm -hmm. and so it would take a little bit of time to finish the design and kind of schedule our our production to make it a 100 percent profitable part mm -hmm. you know um i'm not saying no right now but i'm, I'm saying we'll take a look at it at some point oh, how about that all right this brings me to my so next you better question. hurry up and get the the rest of the velocity i know i'm ones. like uh hold on <laughs> they're on sale right now brb got to order some <laughs> um my last question is obviously there's a lot of cool cartridges that come out and we see these new wildcat rounds that kind of gain a little momentum and get a little fire behind them occasionally. Uh, it doesn't look like you guys are chasing that as much as a lot of other companies do. And I think that that is definitely, I, I, I understand that because I'm like, why put a whole ton of research and development into something that may or may not be around, but I'm sure you guys look at it like how, what is your thought process and what is your uh, business rationalization behind chasing a new caliber? Well, um, you know, we've been getting the questions ever since federal releases. When are you guys going to do the 224 Valkyrie? Everyone's doing one. And, uh, you know, everyone seems every week you see a new manufacturer is releasing their version of that. What, whatever. It's got this feature and they're doing the 224 Valkyrie, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and our approach to that is kind of take a step back, uh, see what the market's going to do in terms of the viability of a new, of a new cartridge. Uh, I think federal did an excellent job uh, marketing and releasing the Valkyrie. Uh, there's still some bugs to be shook, uh, shaken out with that whole process. And so we're kind of see where that goes. And it's the same with, uh, so I'm applying that answer to all other cartridges that, that are out there. Yeah. Um, we do offer the, the blitz pistol, which is our five or six, 10 and a half inch pistol. We are offering that, at, uh, in a 300 blackout, same barrel line, same, everything's the exact same on the rival, except for the, uh, the barrel. And, uh, that's called the rush and that's available right now. So, Folks can order it. It's just not a huge thing out there. A lot of folks that like three and a blackout kind of have their own idea about it or build their own thing. We do offer our product to, in that. And I got like I said earlier, our, our approach is kind of to assess where the market's going uh, and the viability of a new cartridge, whether it gets settled in. Uh, there's more manufacturers start picking up the round in terms of offering uh, new factory ammunition for it. That's important to us. It's important that if a customer buys a Falcor product, they're able to use it for a long time. They don't get a 224 rifle but two years from now you can't find any ammo for it or and they don't want to invest in hand loading setups for it or whatever it might be 
Uh, we don't want to stick any customers with anything like that. So we're going to wait for a while to figure out what's going on and kind of do it our own way, develop a name for it, develop a whole, a whole process for it. It's going to be a brand new product. If you noticed, <clears throat> it's not just, you know, the Alpha and 308. We also have the Alpha and all these other calibers that are the same size frame. We offer it in, it's a new name for a new product every time we do something like that. Yeah. So. so besides the aforementioned 224 Valkyrie, are there any other cartridges that might be on your radar that you're kind of taking a look at? Or, um, You know, well, the Grendel was one we were looking at for a while, and, mm -hmm. and we've, we've, we was at the point now that there's a lot of folks out there doing Grendel ammo, and so we're going we're gonna to support that product. Um, we did have, for a while last year, uh, introduced a prototype and kind of teased it out there in 300 Norma Magnum. It was a Petra kind of redone for that cartridge but mm -hmm. it turned out there's a lot of uh more development that's required for that specific caliber to be done in a semi-auto platform uh lots of proprietary machine parts that were done one off here in the shop to make those rifles work um so if that's gonna be a production product it's gonna have to be looked at more in depth so right now it's actually that project's not not going anywhere right now it's it, i would say the term would be shelved indefinitely um but it's not going away you know it's, it's gonna be something that when we have the opportunity or when we feel the time is right, we're going to take it back off there and figure out exactly what needs to happen to make that product up to Falcor standards. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I was, I was wondering about the Norma because I didn't see it on the website anymore. And I know I've shot that. Yep, that's, that's probably the second most common question we get. So. <laughs> All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, what do you guys have planned for the future? Plan for the future? Yeah, man. Tell us your plan. Are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, what does Falcor have planned? you're like he's like well i'm you thinking know, you know i'm in my 30s i'm gonna settle down maybe i'd like to have some young ones <laughs> some young ones meanwhile like casey's dog, like i'm know. 25 <laughs> <laughs> no so you know uh one of the one of the great things about uh melinda and jason is is they've they've given john bartolo our ceo a lot of power to well all the power actually to take the company in the direction he sees best. And one of the things we're gonna start doing is filling out the Dracos brand uh, as a full suite of, of firearms accessories. Um, so that's gonna, you're gonna see a shift here uh, this year in the Dracos product, the Dracos brand as a whole, going from just Dracos barrels to Dracos accessories and everything is, is a whole. So the whole idea is we're gonna have a full suite of upgrades, whether it's for your bolt gun or your semi-auto gun or any other type of firearm that we decide we wanna make a, a part for, uh, and you can Dracos up your gun, whether you buy a Smith & Wesson MMP 15 Sport, you can put, you can just freaking go to the Dracos website, open it up and start dumping parts on your gun and we'll be able to do that. You know, whether it's a bolt gun and you want to have a, I don't know, we might be doing parts for that. We might be doing parts for all kinds of stuff. Awesome. <laughs> so we, we, we really want to build that out into its own, its own entity. You know, a lot of folks know that Dracos and Falcor are associated with each other, but the thing is just a barrel company or something like that. But we're going to be building that whole brand out into a full suite of accessories with its own identity. That's uh, obviously going to re remain associated closely with Falcor, um, but it's going to be doing a lot of its own stuff as well. So, Very cool. So remind everyone where they can find all the cool Falcor stuff online and on the Internet and in real life. Well, first place to stop would be our website. That's www.falcordefense.com. Find us on Instagram at falcor.defense. Uh, also, Dracos at Dracos Barrels on Instagram is, is for Dracos. And uh, Facebook.com forward slash falcor.defense. Cool. All right. Uh, should we talk about our other friends at Matador Arms? I definitely think we should. It's one of my favorite things to do, in fact.
So let's see, what are we talking about today from Matador? There's a lot of cool stuff that they make, but today I did actually want to talk about their hammerhead muzzle brakes. Mm-hmm. They're not just for SKSs. Uh, they've got them in half, half by 28, five eighths by 24, all kinds of different stuff. And then some uh, different thread patterns that are pretty cool as well. They've got nine millimeter. Um, I have had the pleasure to shoot one of these and they're, I like them. I like them a lot. So you can actually get them here in the U.S. Uh, they're bringing more products to the U.S. constantly. So I, I definitely think you should go check them out. Hammerhead Muzzle Brake. It's at matadorarms.com. Go take a look. See what you think. Uh, I haven't and, shot one on an SKS, though. So I haven't shot it in the 762 by 39 I know. We still need to buy an SKS. I know. We really need one really bad. We'll see if it's in the gun funny budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, you guys are making that Google money. Come on. <laughs> wait, Google gives us money? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so if you guys want to go to, well, go to Mat- Matador Arms and you can get 15, or I'm sorry, you can get 10% off if you use the code GUNFUNNY10. Yeah, which brings that break under under 40 bucks, I believe. That's pretty good. Yep. And today's prank call is brought to you by Matador Arms. Oh, uh, here we go. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Hi, uh, I just moved here and I was wondering if you could answer just a few questions for me. Yeah, what can I help you with? So, uh, are you able to conceal carry in the car? In where? In a car. In a car? Yes. Yes, as long as you have a permit, you can conceal carry in your car. Okay, uh, well, what about with a live chicken in the car? The only reason why I ask is so, because I lived in California, and so it's illegal for citizens to provide armed transport of livestock. Okay, can you carry in a car with who? With a live chicken. With a live chicken? (gasps) Yes. Is that what you said? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, that's what I said. It sounds funny, but... it's just because I'm not sure. You would have to contact your local county sheriff for that. Okay. What about uh, concealed carrying in toy stores? Uh, it all depends on the store if they allow it. Because in California, it's illegal to conceal carry in any establishment that sells Batman merchandise. It's it's so stupid. But uh, after the Aurora shooting took place, uh, they implemented that. Yeah, you would have to contact uh, your local county sheriff. Okay. Uh, Okay. So then one last question, and I figured, you know, you're a female, so uh, you'd probably know this one. Uh, Can you carry in hair salons? Because uh, in California in 2013, uh, something, Santori Villa Vincini or something, uh, basically what happened was uh, he saw a woman using a curling iron, and he thought it was a gun. And so he basically pulled out a gun to defend the client. Uh, so since then, now you can't conceal anywhere that they uh, style or cut hair. Can you do that here I in Colorado? I have not heard of anything being said that you couldn't in the state of Colorado. But again, that would be for your local county sheriff. Okay. They're the issuing authority of the Colorado permit. Okay. I just figured since you guys teach classes that you guys would know. Uh, yeah, I, I, the instructors would know. Um, the instructors of our classes would know, but this is the customer service line, and we don't. We're not instructed on that information. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, you made her child cry. All right. <laughs> I think we should do that more often. We'll call it like 
ridiculous questions. Yeah, actually, you know what I should do is start writing down yeah. the ridiculous questions that people call me with, because, which is the reason why we had this idea is yeah. because I got a phone call this morning. Some guy from California is asking just the stupidest questions like, can I have a loaded gun in my car? Which, and he's like, well, change, he's like, you know, locked and loaded. I'm all, well, what do you think? He's like, it says on the website that you could have a loaded gun, but does that mean locked and loaded? <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, what do you think loaded means? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to start charging for these freaking calls. I know. Just and like, by the way, in the state of Colorado, you do not need a concealed carry permit to carry in your car. Yeah. But that's why I'm in business and all these other companies are going out of business. The other night <laughs> in the in the locker room after hockey, a guy was like, yeah, they were talking about guns or whatever. And I was just kind of sitting quietly changing. And he's like, yeah, open carry is legal here. But once you get your concealed carry permit, you can no longer open carry. It's illegal. It's a felony. Okay. And I was like, no, not not even close. You just can't do one or the other. Yeah, you, you could do. You, you could, can't do you both. Can either conceal you can't, or you can open carry. You can do you one or the other. Yeah, you just can't do like half, half of it's covered, <laughs> half of it's exposed. Whatever. Let's uh, talk about gear. Let's do that. As soon as I find the audio, here it is. Tactic talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now. All right. Ava, what are we talking about today? Uh, so we're going to talk about the Shield Mag Fix. When I was at the NRA show, somebody stopped me, and uh, it was the guy that created the Mag Fix. Yeah. He asked me if I had a shield. I do. I don't carry one, but I have one, uh, which is right here. Um, it's, which, very, it's very pretty. She's showing it to it the camera. Is, yep. It's got some uh, slide work. Gun metal, actually. Read, uh, they did the slide work. Anyway, so... Um, if anybody has a shield, they know that the mag, the the base plate of the mag, uh, always comes apart. Yeah, the extension and then the, the base plate, they're like separate entities. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because they never stay together. And then when somebody goes to load their magazine or whatever, they always end up getting their hands cut. So we tried this out. And what do you have to say about it, Sean? Because you, you do carry a, a shield. I did for a long time. Um, and that was actually one of my biggest complaints was the fact that it was constantly pinching me, giving me blood blisters. And you know, there was blood some, blisters, yeah, like on the Dang. pinky when you go to insert the mag, yeah, blood blisters are crazy. <laughs> but so, here's the difference that the mag fix does, and they actually sell a combo kit that has one for the seven rounder and one for the eight rounder. Um, on the eight rounder, it has this extension that is completely separate from the base plate and it slides up and down. So, what I would find is that whenever I was training with it or doing anything that the extension would slide up from the base plate up towards the follower part of the magazine. And then when you go to insert it, sometimes you wouldn't get full insertion because it takes a little bit of force to push that extender back down into the base plate. And just having it separate was painful at times because you would pinch yourself pretty often, but also could be dangerous if you were trying to, to reload or something and that, that impeded it and your magazine drops out and then the robber laughs at you before he shoots you in the face. I think that would be a problem. So it's got some beveled edges at the bottom that make it a little bit easier to put, to uh, strip the magazines if you have to. It actually puts that extender and the base plate. Uh, they are two pieces, but they lock together at the bottom, so it's impossible for them to come up and actually pinch you or impede insertion of the magazine into the magwell. Uh, and I think that's cool. And again, so they make the one with the extender for the eight-round mag, and then they just make the normal base plate with all those aesthetic and usability features that he put in as well on the bottom of the seven-round mag. Um, I've talked to Paul from Safety Solutions Academy about these a few times. He used to make one that was uh, milled aluminum, 
And now he's actually got the injection molded plastic uh, polymer type type material. And I think they're cool. Um, for anyone who carries a shield, I think they're awesome. They used to be called the Plan B. You've probably heard of that before if you carry a shield. And yeah, this is just the next evolution of them. Ava, what how, are much, they? how much do they cost? Uh, so it says, we looked today, It uh, on the website it says $0. So they're free. <laughs> no, the, uh, uh, but the combo pack for the 7 and 8 round, is rounder is $35. Yeah, 35 bucks, And that comes with one of each because the shield comes with one of each. But if you've got, if you've ordered extra extended eight round mags, you can just order those as well by themselves. Mm-hmm. So a cool product, and uh, you know Paul's been working on these for a long time. I think uh, they've got a lot of iterations of development going through them, and this is one of those we always talk about comfort products that kind of make your existing guns better iteratively. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly that. It takes something that I carried for years and, and just makes it just the slightest bit better and more effective. Definitely. Where can they find right. those? Uh, you guys can go to. Uh well, it's at safetysolutionsacademy.com, or you could go to magfix.com. Magfix.co, and that's M-A-G-F-I-X.co. Yep. All right. Let's read some iTunes reviews. Let's do that. And wait, who has to read them today? Uh, you might as well. You know, my reading is not that good today. I was trying to read Honestly, ever earlier. since I started dieting, it's just really hard for me to focus <laughs> on the words. I didn't know that carbs made me smart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb all the time. Uh, this is from Big Fugget. Five stars. It's funny-ish. Well, at least we got five stars. Yeah, I was like, cool. Uh, podcast is super fun. Great industry insight. Was super disappointed that I read the name wrong and it wasn't a gun bunny podcast. Really hoping that Heron person was a cross-dresser and was looking forward to his bikini pictures. But alas, it's just a great industry podcast with knowledgeable people and fun segments. Is not fun segments? I mean, we're not that fun. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Funny-ish. Let's go. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Uh, Witten Page, White, White and Page, five stars. Awesome cast. Keep up the good work. Gun funny. I love tuning into your podcasts when I get the opportunity. Well, I hope the opportunity is weekly. <laughs> Next up, we've got Blackbeard Actual. Give us five stars. Enjoyable entertainment. Gun funny is pure entertainment while still giving quality info on guns, gear, and how to prank call. Okay. This is probably time for a public service announcement. Don't prank call. <laughs> we have to be very careful about where we call, what states we call, so that we don't commit any, uh, so that we don't break the law. And we've had to read a lot about it and a lot of boring stuff. So yeah, just don't do it. In also, fact, if you could just shut up, because we're probably incriminating ourselves <laughs> right now. <laughs> but also, and I'm too pretty for jail. Prank calls our thing. You're not allowed to do it. So just don't. Okay, just keep reading, will you? <laughs> Funny people that don't take themselves too seriously while still giving us info about the Second Amendment. Love listening to them over music during my commute. Over music? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> so leave us a review on Facebook or iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps people find the show. Uh, you know, it may or may not help with the algorithms. We we definitely don't know. But when someone does find it and look it up, they actually read the reviews. And that helps them choose the show. Choose the show. So, if you've got anything to add there, please iTunes, Facebook, wherever popular stuff, popular podcasts are served, hit us up, leave us a review, and we'll read it on the air. All 
All right. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up. One thing I want to tell you guys is, uh, I mean, you can find us gunfunny.com. If you miss us and can't get enough, I would consider becoming a Patreon. Uh, You get access to our Patreon-only Facebook page, which we're always posting things, sometimes gun-related, sometimes not. Uh, But we're always having a good time there. And then depending on your level of donation, you get access to our monthly raffle to win cool stuff, exclusive limited edition t-shirts, a shout out on the show, and even an opportunity to be a guest on the show. Uh, Which brings me into who do we have to thank? So we've got uh, $25 Patreons. That's 25 bucks a month. Corbin Bonafide and Adam Balzer from Charger Arms are both $25 Patreons. And then the king of the Patreons is Cooper Custom Kydex. Wait, what's the king of the Patreons? Uh, King of the Patreons means that uh, whoever is uh, pledging the most amount of money for that month, you become king of the Patreons. It could be a person, a company, whatever. And we will say whatever you would like us to say. In this case, Cooper Custom Kydex would like us to say, always a... Always affordable options, always quality made. Use code GUNFUNNY2018 for 15% off. I was actually just thinking how much of a good idea it was for me to actually read the iTunes reviews. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up the show. Uh, guys, thanks again for, for being on the show. And once again, if listeners want to find you, where can they find you? <coughs> like me personally? I'm not going to tell you where I live. I'm oh. weird. Okay, well, maybe that was for me. Okay, uh, I'll ask you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you can find Falcor Defense on uh, Instagram at Falcor.Defense, at Dracos Barrels, where you find Dracos. Uh, online, www.falcordefense.com, www.dracosbarrels.com, uh, facebook.com forward slash Falcor.Defense, and facebook.com forward slash Dracos Barrels. Cool. Awesome. awesome. I'm well, the real Sam Cummins on Instagram, too, by the way, in case you guys are wondering. The real Sam Cummins. That's so weird. My Instagram name is the fake Sam Cummins. Oh, I knew that it was you. I knew it was you. <laughs> Damn it. There you go. Sam Cummins. All right. Very that's, cool. That's Th- a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. And we'll see everyone else next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.